Yeah, you know what time it is. This is Mike Thunder from the Mike World Order. Just wanted to give you a friendly reminder before listening to this episode that all content on here is parental advisory. Please be mindful of your surroundings when listening to any episode of MWO, with the exception of a few. Thanks. It's Wednesday. You know what time it is. I also want to add for the record to a certain person out there. Tell me how am I supposed to live without you? Because everything I've known is here and gone. Tell me how am I supposed to live without you? Because I caught you in the room with my thunder. And she left me with no reason to wonder. Let's start the show. Yeah. Got a new show for y'all. Welcome to another episode of Mike World Order Wednesday Nights. Of course, I'm the one you know and the one that shows. And remember, when you see a chick with dirty blonde hair, the first thing that comes to your mind is lemon pepper. What's happening, everyone? You know, just cruise around the street in my sixth floor, docking the rooms, checking the hopes. <laughs> yeah, we got a new show for y'all. Yeah, it's gonna be a banger for sure. So I want to start out tonight's episode with uh saying that I had the most interesting conversation this morning with a, I guess a follower on Instagram. She's a nurse in D.C. and she mentioned that. She had a patient who had a crack pipe in her nether regions. I didn't want to say, you know, I didn't want to be kind of vulgar about it this early in the show, but it was in her vajayjay. Shit was wild. Shit blew my mind when they said that. Like, the first thing that came to mind was, you know, whoever the dealer was that gave it to her just pretty much looked at her and said... Are you a member? Or no. Oh, you're not. You're 
exactly do you want to see some? I don't know. I thought that was just the most wildest shit I ever, you know, heard. It happens. We got some sick people in this world. I also want to mention that too. No jokes aside, like we really got some sick people. Like y'all need to do better. Y'all really do. And the crazy part is it's a Wednesday night. And uh, as usual, everyone's watching AEW. I don't lose sleep over viewers. The show's going to happen regardless, okay? Let's not beat around the bush. However, I do appreciate everyone's feedback when uh, I did meal prep with Mike Thunder on uh, Monday nights. You guys apparently want to see me cook some milk. You guys want to see me make up more dishes. So, uh, you know, every once in a while, I, I will give you guys that treat. I will grant you guys more episodes. That's not on, you know, Instagram. I know I do most of them on Instagram live, but, you know, those are the guinea pigs. No offense to, you know, Instagram live for feeling that way. But, yeah, y'all are the guinea pigs. Y'all are the test tube babies. You know what I'm saying? That's just how it rolls. Why do I smell a swerve at night of champions with uh, Seth Rollins for some reason? The way that they're piping up the guy to be world champion, I get it. But I got a feeling that AJ is going to win just to be a transitional champion and lose it to Rollins when he's done with his cameo on the Marvel movie. However, with the way technology is with making a movie so quick, I got a feeling that uh, Rollins already completed the role he was doing, and now he's uh, pretty much getting ready for Saudi Arabia. Either way, I, I think it's a win-win, a, a big win-win to uh, see that go down, and rightfully so. I don't know. Pro wrestling is, can sometimes be so unpredictable. And I feel like Triple H has brought back, you know, predicting things and causing them to be more surprises. I could be wrong, though. Fuck it. I could be wrong, but uh, I'm not sure. How's everybody in the group chat going? I see my little bro popped in. Because <laughs> if you're looking for a snack, then Mike Thunder's got your back. Now put your hand in the pig trough and get you a handful. Yeah. Go ahead. Put your hand in it. Yeah. Put your hand in it. <laughs> but uh, and then I see we got Nameless Goulette popping in as always. Yeah. <clears throat> my, Michael Borton is way better than me. I ain't shit. Okay, I am practically Asian Barry White. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less, nothing special. You know, it is what it is. Cancel, as always. It's not my fault, you know. You tried and true, but you beat yourself black and blue, and it ain't my fucking problem. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's just real talk. You know what I'm saying? 
And a lot of you people out there who disagree, I look at y'all as a bunch of soup. Mmm, and I have. <laughs> nah, boy, you make Michael Jackson look like a bad singer. <laughs> First off, Michael Jackson ain't got shit on me, okay? Like, he got the moonwalk, and I got the thunderbunk to catch my drift. And those who have experienced the thunderbunk knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Ugh. Make you go, ugh, all day long. But uh, that's a different story. But, yeah, today has been quite an interesting day. Also, shout out to uh, my good old buddy in the DMV, Carolina, over at Safe and Sex. I think it's called Safe and Sex, Safe and Sex Podcast. I keep forgetting. Not sure, but, yeah. Pretty sure that's what it's called, Safe and Sexual. Safe and Sexual Podcast. There we go. That's what it's called. Check her out on, you know, Instagram. She's another one that I'm trying to get the collab on the show. Uh, it's just always with first timers. It's uh, it's not easy to convince them because they're not sure. They're like, I don't know if I'm, you know, I'm not a talking person or I'm shy. And then the first time I bring them on the show, yeah, all of a sudden y'all turn into like damn rosebuds and bloom. And I'm cool with that. I I take that as a uh, badge of honor. That means that y'all got comfortable enough to, you know, be yourselves on the show. And rightfully so. You should. Definitely. And also, tonight is the last episode that I got this beard. Because I'm going to shave my beard off tomorrow. And I don't know whether or not I want to turn into a goatee or not. I mean, I have been enjoying the beard. But at the same time, it's 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 time for it to go. I'm tired of looking like Keith Lee before using F not without using the hair dye. And don't get me wrong, a lot of you wrestling fans out there, based on my stats and my interest, y'all like to refer to me as Keith Lee number two because he's a big, you know, grizzly bear type of man, but he's got a hot Asian girlfriend, hot Blasian girlfriend at that. Who's from Vienna? You know what I'm saying? He told us, yo, clean shave. Let's go. I mean, I ain't going to be like Mr. Clean, you know. Can you grow your, out your hair, though? Uh, I mean, the most I let it grow out was during the pandemic, just so I can dye it blonde. Like, it grew about an inch, and my goatee grew. Uh, almost two and a half inches. Uh, it had that Fu Manchu look going on. Imagine all of that being all blonde and shit, blonde and white. And uh, that shit was wild. That blonde and white was wild. Okay. I will never do some shit like that again. And then what made it more crazier was that when the grip black hair started, you know, growing back in. It made that shit look like tiger stripes were on my face. Like, literally, my face just got done. You know, I don't know. Shit was crazy. I was going through a crazy time during the pandemic. Let's be real. Like, during the pandemic, I, that's when I turned into a... 
I guess the word I can say is self-enigma. That's when I think I really pushed out my true potential at age 30 through to 32. Let's see. The pandemic happened 2020. 2023, I turned 36. I was 33, yeah. 32 about there, I turned 33. So yeah, at age 32, I was going like going through my most hysterical moment in life because my mental was so fucked up because I was pretty much going to leave the state that I love to move back home because I felt like I wasn't going to make it. And sadly, I'm glad I survived the pandemic and got to the job that I'm at now because I'm not going to lie to you guys. And I ain't saying it to scare some of you guys. But if it was going to happen where I didn't make it in the pandemic and I had to go back home, I wouldn't have been happy. I wouldn't have been happy and I probably wouldn't have made it to age 36 in December. So just throwing that out there. Um, my dad always tells me, you know, this is part of your home too in South Carolina. And I respect that. However, Virginia is my home. Virginia is where I turned into my own home, my own place. Now, even though I wasn't officially uh, in Virginia until my birthday last year, uh, I was still considered an outsider, South Carolinian. And uh, with everything that's been going on, you know, work for the greatest company in the world. And not only that, I got a few of my best friends that I look at as my brothers working in that same company with me in the same department. And I love that shit. This is home. Virginia is my home. They were my, my, my roots were grown in South Carolina, but my heart belongs in Virginia. And just the DMV as a whole, you know. Enough of that sentimental shit. But, I mean, there's a lot of truth in that. But yeah, that blonde hair, it was wild. I, I got plenty of photos um, that I can uh, upload and show you guys where I was blonde. And it was different moments of blonde, too. Like, there was trimmed up clean-looking blonde. Then there was grew-it-out Viking-looking blonde. And then there was tiger stripes. Like, I was a walking billboard for Tony the Tiger. It looked great. And then I dyed it blue for some reason, which I thought was the worst color. My favorite color to wear was the worst color to dye on my face. So I had to dye it black. And my mom thought she was funny when she bought me the hair dye because I was in South Carolina when I dyed it black. She gave it to me and the thing said Asian black. I said, oh, you funny. You funny. Uh-huh. Touche, mom. Touche. So, yeah. In interesting facts on facts on facts. But I am not growing my goatee out to go blonde, especially for the simple fact that it definitely wouldn't look right now because I got so much gray. I could get a professional to bleach it and, you know, dye it, and it could be all blonde, but... Uh, yeah, I'm not sure, but Black Kurt Cobain, that's that's hilarious. But you know what? 
I know it's kind of early in the show, but for those who missed it at the opening, we're going to play an eight-minute clip so I can upload these photos so y'all can freak out. I mean, be in amazement at uh, the legend of Blonde Mike. Hi guys, welcome to the channel, hope you are doing well. Like I promised you, part 2 of WWE Funniest Botches and Fails is here. For those who didn't see the first part, you will find it in the description and don't forget to subscribe. Strategizing. Oh, what is it? Trying to dupe to Salad. Curtis Axel. Axel's talking to Drew Axel, who's down here on commentary with us here tonight. What did you just call him, Cole? How dare you disrespect Drew Gulak? Oh, Drew, not back down. Land on that table. Do it. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. He's gonna take a chance. Oh, oh my god! And Melina! Look at this! Oh, Jillian! Rolls out of the way! Furry, kind of like uh, Bruiser Brody's book. Oh, 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 Ripley has not been shy about the fact that she thinks people like superstars like Flair since people like superstars like people like superstars like now oh, it's second rope. What? Oh my goodness! Oh, oh no, he wasn't. Oh, well, you take a high risk, it does get and start Shotzi, not gonna allow that to happen. Oh, Shotzi had her eye on her the entire time. Oh! Remember what we said. The last this does have to face Edge. Right now, the world is a I broke my back. What do you mean by that? You my broke back it? is broken. What? Fifteen pounds. He is the intercontinental champion, Cody Rhodes. And I trusted you. I trusted you. Oh, we're in a stereo. He trusted you. He can't. There's no way. Are you serious? There's no way Goldberg's gonna be able to do this to the Undertaker! No way! Oh my God. Hang on a second, Mustafa Ali. Where are you going? Oh, oh God! Ty Dillinger's moment. If this, uh oh, oh. never mind. Right for the cross body. Look at the power. Oh. Boy, that six man tag later on tonight. It's a long time about the, the Dudleys. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, my God. Damn. At WrestleMania. The way things are going right now. Queen Balor's going to have to. Oh, what oh, for the sling? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my 
That was sick. Two feet right to the chest of Escobar. Oh, oh my goodness. Crash and burn. And Kane with a choke slam to the big ship. Can't even defend himself. He's a bloody mess. Kick to Kane. Half blinded Kane. Triple H with a pedigree. Your business for the WWE. 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 Finally trying to work as a cohesive unit. Metal Leap with a double kick and the pace about to pick up here. Oh my goodness. I think illegal man. Well, Riddle with a chance to oh, Riddle, Riddle, Riddle missed. Riddle looked for the kick to oh. Riddle with a chance to oh, Riddle, Riddle missed from the opening bell. Oh. AJ out of the way just in time. My goodness. Ricochet dominance. Oh, oh. Tazawa. Sorry, bro. Ambrose, not Roman Reigns, to be the face of the WWE. Oh! Reversal. Shane's not going to win the power game against Elias. Oh my god. Just barely caught Elias there. Probably has changed the complexion of this matchup. Stolen that basketball of last legend. Oh! Oh, and maybe crushed. Banks! Oh my god! Oh my goodness! Banks hit hard! Everywhere we go, the WWE Universe comes alive for Matt Hart. Bad cat more Kick to the midsection from the A-lister. Here's now from the middle row. Oh. It's like that's as you fought a bunch of sixth graders. Saxon. Oh! It's Shotzi. Shotzi oh. getting a little innovative. Driving right. You fought a bunch of sixth. And if Sasha Banks wants to march into WrestleMania as SmackDown Women's Champion and leave the same way she arrived, she needs to oh, 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 Here we go. Oh, look. Oh, oh. Got him in the back. From Mexico City, weighing in 170 pounds. Oh, oh strongest man.
Oh, no, 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 no. Guys, you will find all my social media accounts in the description and thank you very much for watching. Ding dong. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> Those random fart noises, right? I know, right? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I know what y'all all were, uh, were all thinking of, um, so in case y'all thought I was bluffing, right? I did, during the video, upload a whole bunch of photos during that time frame where yours truly went through different colors. But before we mention that part, we just want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Base Kip Graphics. Thunder Mania this past year was a success. Mike Thunder is now 2-0 at Thunder Mania, and I give a whole lot of credit to Base Kip for creating it, as well as other logos such as It Is What It Is, Canceled, the MWO logo, MWO During Christmas, a.k.a. Mike Thunder is coming on you, and my favorite, the Mike Thunder logo, Inspired by Braun Breaker and the Steiner Brothers. Now that we got all that out of the way, well, you base Kip, appreciate all the work you do, man. Really, really do. So, we're going to go with our first photo. When I actually lost my mind because realizing that my job let me go and I got bitter. And I felt like I wanted to throw professionalism out the door and do what I wanted to do, despite what many people would say growing up. You shouldn't do that because you're black. You're trying to be a white boy. No, never was trying to be a white boy. Never was trying to be a black dude. Never was trying to be an Asian person. Never was trying to be Latino either. I just like so many different cultures and customs. You want to practice into them out of respect. And it's something that you like to do as a hobby. doesn't make you a pretender. So for those people, and I'm pretty sure they're going to listen to the playback that is giving me shit about always wanting to do certain things and go based on color because you're very one-track minded I respectfully say to many of y'all, you can go fuck yourself repeatedly. Anywho. So we're going to go with pick number one. That was the first day of double bleaching. And I didn't do it right because I didn't use the typical kit. I ended up using like 
mixing stuff together and doing the DIY kit. That shit burned my mouth so bad. Like, I was blistered up for a while, and I did not like it. <laughs> but I still wanted to do it. I wanted to have my hair go blonde. And that was probably maybe a few weeks after, you know, getting furloughed, right? So I went blonde the whole time. And, uh, but then I was letting it get thicker because one person said, if you let it get thicker and you brush it, then it's it doesn't burn as much when you dye it. And then another person said, just go old school and cover your, you know, mouth and your hair in, um, I think it was uh, peroxide and then sit out in the sun, but it'll burn you. I was like, okay, I don't want to get burned. So what do I need to do to not get burned? That's the question. So I let it grow and get thicker. And this is where we get tiger stripes, Mike. Okay. Look at the blonde, the black that's growing out of the blonde and then you look at all that whiteness at the bottom, which is like a blend of gray, black, blonde, like, and super tan. Look at the fucking tan I had at the time. I mean, I was, I mean, literally, that was all there was to do during that time. Be at home, be in your vibe, and get a tan. I used to get tanned so much. It wasn't even funny. And I actually like this look. I miss this look. But it made me look, as you can see, wild as shit. I looked like the bastard child of superstar Billy Graham. Like, I was going more for Hogan, but because, you know, bald-headed and tan as tan can be. That was probably been the tannest I've ever been since working at Walmart as a cart pusher. And I was crispy. I'm not saying that to be rude. It is all legit. When uh, and I should have uploaded that photo, but didn't. But remind me to do that next episode. Yeah, I was so dark. It wasn't even funny. I mean, it was funny, but it wasn't funny. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? But as you can see, yeah, I look like I didn't give a fuck. Like, literally, Michael didn't give a fuck. And I'm just, mind you, lifting weights in the apartment. You know, I look like something out of a redneck hunting show. Like, seriously. I mean, look at me. I look like something out of a redneck hunting show. Yeah, we're going to go down the street, yeah. Then we're going to hit up the Swamp Creek in Gators Creek, Georgia, yeah. We're going to be going after some nematodes, yeah. You know, you just got to squat down and be like, and then they come from the water. And when they come from the water, that's when you snap them. And then when you snap them, we don't cook nematodes, but we look at them like they're trophies, yeah. It's that raging Cajun, y'all, Southern bred and Southern fed, Southern commonwealth till I'm dead, yeah. A little too much? My bad. So, as it got thicker, I dyed it again. And as you can see, yeah, 
it was brighter. It was brighter as bright can be. And that's just, yeah. This, and I was in South Carolina when I took this photo because that's my mom's bathroom. And uh, also as a little extra for a funny, I ended up like finding some of my dad's old war paint. And this next photo, not going to lie to you, <laughs> Captain Redneck Mike Thunder. I know, right? <laughs> no, I'd be the universal redneck. Mike Thunder. Yeah. Because uh, we go international with our shit. But no. Um, I was going to say the next pick I'm going to show you all right. It's a little extra. And uh, it's funny as hell, too. Because, like I said, I put on some war paint that uh, my dad had. And yeah. I, I got no words for it, to be honest, Liam Savage. Was this a retrospect of Mike's selfies throughout the year? What the fuck? No, Liam Savage, you came in late in the conversation. I was talking about because a few of the viewers didn't believe that I was blonde at one point with my goatee because I was channeling Scott Steiner. But then most people thought it was more Hogan. But in retrospect, being bald and heavily tanned, I was more like superstar Billy Graham. You know what I'm saying? Simple. Yeah, yeah, I know I colored it, but most people didn't believe it, you know? Like I said, you missed out on the the first half of everything, you know? Stop being such a little diz act, Liam. You've been a, you know what? Are you on your period? Because it seems like it. And just for that, I ought to put all my war paint and go blonde again turn into this dude be like we're coming for you yes that's me and some war paint topless with the nwa world's heavyweight title that was uh given to my dad um a replica that was made so yeah i was super blind yeah yeah that's a, that's a big meaty man right there <laughs> A big meaty man slapping me. You know what I'm saying? He said, oh, what the fuck? Not the real time. I know it's a replica. I just said it was a replica, Liam. My dad had the replicas of that belt and the world television. But still, you know, because he grew up being a, uh, you know, MWA, Jim Crockett Promotions guy, you know, a big Ric Flair guy back then. But, of course, he loved the Attitude Era. He loved Stone Cold Steve Austin. He can relate to it. You should see. Bring him on. Dude, next time you come on the show, you know, send him. You know? I'm talking about some Kamala. Kamala. <laughs> I mean, Kamala could sing, too. So, there you go. Uh, Kamala, Kamala Mike, Kamala Mike, I don't know. Thundermala, I don't know. <laughs> hey, you know what? I don't care. Chicks still dig it. Y'all can call me Kamala. I don't give a shit. I'm still, you know, it's a black recognizes black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Oh man, y'all y'all about to enjoy this shit on uh yeah. People that know me in person, oh y'all gonna be giving me shit for this. You know what I'm saying? He popped wrestling. Liam, you get popped on the regular at work when we mimic your Kenny Omega impersonation. We still do that shit. Like we would literally be at work and be like, oh, if you see what's going on, it is I, Kenny Omega. And I'm going to take a toot in my poot. Oh, <laughs> like literally, we be doing that shit. I'll show the pics whenever you want, dude. And I can do the pretty, pretty. I know you can do it whenever, but it's at the point to where you got people at, you know, certain coworkers at my job in certain departments that do your impersonation because it's that fucking funny. And they don't even know who Kenny Omega is, they're more like pro WWE. I mean, you know. Okay, tonight. Whoa, tonight. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm down. Sandy, who my my next photo. All right, let's see where's the next one. Where's the next one? Okay, so I ended up after, you know, letting it get all rugged. I ended up like trimming it up some more, and then once again. I got super mega tan like no other to where I use this pick. And for those who have uh, paid attention to shop MWO, that's one of the t-shirts <laughs> wherever I go, ego. And that's when I was like sunny Siaki dark. Like, <laughs> oh man. Hey man, it's a boot dog. Come on, like why? Why you gotta be so? Even I said the same thing, but you know what? My pops didn't give a shit. He liked it, you know. So yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? You think you look like Sunny Siak? I meant like in terms of the tan, like how dark. You know what I'm saying? Like the. That's what I was going on. Based of, you know, and plus name dropping someone most people, you know, was a best kept secret, you know. So, okay, I can understand. Plus, Sonny Siaki can't even touch my charisma, okay? I am charismatic as fuck, all right? Like, Sonny Siaki wish he had what Makatanda had. <laughs> I wish I was like a Makatanda. You know what? That's like the same skin color saying real recognized. Yes, my fellow Afro-Canadian brethren. <laughs> Give it up for Liam Savage, y'all. Even Pete Bay Lai gave him a pass. And, and that's pretty much seven rappers. That's seven black people. But anywho, so what's next? Ah, uh, here we go. So after I got bored with being blonde and the, I let the, the black grow out again, I was like, you know what? Let me try something different. My favorite color is blue. I look good in blue. But boy, was I wrong thinking I look good with blue hair dye. Like, look at this shit. I look like something out of a Prodigy music video. It's uh, more like Sweet Daddy Sinky. No, more like I was smoking crack with sweet daddy seeking like that's what i think of when i look at that photo 
And damn, my traps were popping pretty nice. So, yeah, only one person hasn't given me a pass. Yeah, fuck them. You know what I'm saying? And then for that person out there, I stood up for my friends, regardless of their race, and ethnicity, and preference of women. Okay? I don't give a shit what you are, who you are, or your orientation. If you've been great to me, I will always stand by you, no matter what fucked up situation it is. But the moment you fuck me over, you're done for. Yeah. No, I didn't look good in blue. I looked exactly. I looked like I went exactly. I looked like I went down on the blue meanie after he got done with Jasmine St. Clair. You know, Seeky is from there. I know where Seeky from. I'm saying blue meanie, blue Mikey <laughs> of the MWO squad. Pin me, pay me, and feed me. Talking about some fuck yeah, he stands up in the in the oh gosh, stands up for his <laughs> Liam Savage. What will we do without you in this world? <laughs> stands up, yeah, I do. Liam's a great guy. He's great. He may come off as an asshole, but he means well. He really does. You know what I'm saying? That is that's why you put shut up, Liam. See, man, you just ruined a good moment. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, what the fuck was I thinking when I was going blue? <laughs> oh my gosh. What 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 was I thinking? What was I thinking? He popped himself again. He put oh gosh. More like, well, gosh, what? I still can't believe what the fuck was I thinking when I, I wanted to dye it blonde. And and then I was like, it looked good. But then I wanted the tiger stripe. And I'm like, okay, it looks good. But then when I went blue, I was like, this is bad. This is really bad. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> Oh my god. Resident asshole. <laughs> and uh, I like Chris Jericho, you know. <laughs> he may be a raging Republican, but I I love him as a pro wrestler. He can do whatever he wants in politics. I don't give a shit. When he's Chris Jericho in the ring or Mungoose McQueen on the stage, then I'm a fan. You know what I'm saying? He said, fuck off, Mr. Jersey, man. <laughs> Tomaso, he sucks dicks <laughs> oh man you're so wrong William Savage you're so wrong but uh, you know paying attention to like you two in the chat room it, it looks like I see a, uh, a competition soon you know it's been a while since you defended that MWO strong chat belt you know what I'm saying he sucks dicks fucking sausage yeah, I mean, he, he probably, you know what he did. So, anywho, I get a lot of my good sense of humor from my mom. And uh, mom thought she was funny 
when I came to visit and I had the blue hair. She brought me a box of hair dye. And knowing my preference, and she jokes about it, the color was like Clairol Asian black. I was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> I literally said that. This is bullshit. <laughs> I, I cannot help but say that. I was like, you think you funny, huh? So then I went super jet Asian black. And for those watching, men, I know you're going to say that looks gay, whatever. Women, I know you're going to say that looks super hot and I can dig it. But here is me, probably to me, to me, at my most attractive. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Yeah, I know, right? I know, right? Like, you don't have to say nothing, okay? For you ladies out there, you don't have to wonder. You can just check out Mike Thunder. Like, damn. And this was pretty much around the time frame I started using the Mike Thunder uh, nickname because it was originally just a uh, a joking nickname that I used in a uh, Canadian group chat that uh, that was based on my voice being compared to a 1980s pro wrestler interview like a Hogan type person be like let me tell you something man this is Mike Thunder. Yeah, we're going to rule it all. Rule ass. Kick ass. Yeah. But yeah, this i probably say was me at my most attractive. Like, you know, let, let me go back to the to the group chat. Let's see. That That's your belt. I'll give you my address so you can send it. No, I'm good. I actually still got your address, Liam. Let's see all I'm saying about Jericho's lease. I know where my wife was at on Jan 6. Nah, I don't care where his wife is. Although he did do an episode of his podcast on a radio guy here in Tampa who just made a David Bowie documentary. Ooh. This is offensive. I trimmed my beard today. It may look like an old school Italian sculpted it in his shop. Mine is above yours. Well, you also got to look at it like this, Liam. Um, barber shops were not open. So I had to learn to be my own barber, okay? This was the best that I could do, all right? Didn't have much to work with, okay? For me, this was cool, all right? I look like a handsome, you know, cholo, because that was when, during that time frame, anywhere I went out in public, I got hit on by so many women that looked like they were in the Chola gangs. I'm like, <laughs> all because of my super dark goatee and my super tan and how I dressed at the time. And shit was too funny. Like, they're, they're looking at me like, you know, be like, uh, oi, and I'd be like, see? And they'd be like, don't nombre ass. And I'd be like, Mike. And I'd be like, Ito. And then they'd be telling me their name. But they never tell me their actual name. They tell me their, their chola nickname. And they'd be like, they call me sad girl. They call me giggles. 
I'm like, why they call you Giggles? You want to find out? It was a decent interview. Let's see, there's a David Bowie documentary. It's called Love and the Alien. Where can I find it? Me too. I didn't do mine in the barbershop. I love Bowie. My mama is still there. Listen, I know you didn't do yours in the barbershop. Uh, you know, you probably got more experience in hair trimming than I do. Like, I really didn't start doing my own beard till like, not gonna lie, 29. Like, I'm used to the barbershop. Like, I really didn't start using a razor until I moved to Virginia. Whereas back home, you know, getting a haircut was like, well, a beard trim was like literally uh, $10 and I would only do it every two weeks. Whereas living up here, if I wanted a beard trim, it's like $25 plus a tip? Fucks no. Take my time out here trimming. I started trimming at 15 years ago or more. Yeah, but see, yeah, but you still got more experience than me. You did it 15 years ago versus my, what, five? <laughs> that 10 years make a big difference, bro. Those 10 years make a big difference. You know what I'm saying? And I started fucking trim when I was a teen. Well, I didn't. I just went to the barbershop. That's all I did. I just went to the barbershop. Like, you know. Some of us are different from others, bruh. Calm down. So defensive. Who hurt you? You need a mite on? You know what I'm saying? No trimming slay. Oh, my bad. And I started fucking tripping. Yeah, I, I, I didn't start until I was like 19, 20 range. Yeah, I was a late bloomer. I admit it. I was a late bloomer. And it was my best friend at the time who took it from me. Literally took it from me. I was like, <laughs> literally, she she took advantage of me. I felt so so used. <laughs> Keep up, Savage Thunder would be a huge hit. Just the sound of it sounds like a huge hit, man. But yeah. That, that photo right there is probably me at my most attractive. And then you know what? Part of me wanted to just keep this photo up for the rest of the episode. You know what I'm saying? Because literally, I thought this was probably me at my most attractive. Okay? Like, I looked. Like, I thought I was something. I thought I was hot shit. But I was cold diarrhea. Not gonna lie. But, fuck it. My confidence was there. That was what Mike Thunder was like, you know, really, really hit and hit hard. Just saying. Yeah. I think I'm going to just do that for the rest of the episode. I'm just going to really have this photo just out here just so y'all can Look at all this Amaka Thunder, you know. And it's crazy because uh, the other day I was at the, um, I was at Food Lion and 
the lady that works at the nail shop that does my eyebrows and does my petties. Because trust me, with feet like mine, I have to have them. If a woman rubbed her feet against mine, they get all cut up if I don't take care of it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. It, it's, it's pretty interesting when uh, she saw me because she knows about the podcast. She, her and some of the ladies listen to like some episodes, like episodes they know that aren't going to be like out there. But sometimes they'll listen to it in their shop when uh, they close. But literally, she saw me the other day at Food Line. And because I haven't been there like a little over a month, she looked at me and she was like, I remember you. You, Makatanda. And I was like, <laughs> in her Vietnamese accent, she's like, You, Makatanda. And I was like, <laughs> I'm so turning that into a song. Where it's gonna be like a bunch of women, they're gonna be like, I remember you. You Makatanda. Yeah, that'd be tight. Shit was slap hunger. No, it isn't a tad feminine. I like to look good. I like to be a confident, good looking big man who also smells good, you know, and all that shit. And trust me, when my eyebrows grow out, that shit look rough. Okay, I look like somebody's Filipino uncle. And even though I am an uncle and I look like somebody's TV dad, I just like it to look nice and clean. Sorry for wanting to look presentable. Some of us don't have the stroke that you have, Liam Savage. Like, some of us have to, like, work extra hard just to get a hello. So, yeah. Just saying. Someone says my wrist will get lift if you thinking of you getting your eyebrows waxed. I've got beige from you. Hey, I was complimenting you. You look shit. I mean, you little compared to me, but you look shit. And uh, to answer your your earlier question, let's see. Jordan Grace thoughts on Jordan Grace. I need to have relations with her soon. Oh, Jordan Grace can get it. And Jordan Grace, Jordan Grace should let me get it for the simple fact that she's the reason why I got a fucked up left knee. Because she landed on me at the independent show. And uh and in there. That shit was her. That shit hurt. And that was when she was thick. Uh, Jordan. Because I don't know. I like cute, thick Jordan. But don't get me wrong. I, uh, it's a badge of honor. Oh, it was. She's got a nice, solid body that landed on my leg. It, it, she's, she's solid. But she was like thick, solid. This was before she started, you know, boosting her testosterone. And, uh, because, her voice is not the voice of a woman who does not. Oh my gosh. So we just got some late breaking news right now. So the past few weeks, superstar Billy Graham has uh, been fighting 
you know, various illnesses that was going on. And recently he was put on life support. As of this time right now, the doctors have officially pulled the plug. Superstar Billy Graham has officially passed away. Former WWWF <laughs> World Heavyweight Champion. Superstar Billy Graham has passed away. And it's funny how I was just talking about like how I got super tan and grew up my goatee and was compared to looking like him. And as I'm saying this, like my eyes kind of got watery. So that uh that sucks. And he was one of the guys who were was one of the original body guys in pro wrestling, a true pioneer. He paved the way for guys like Austin Idol, Hulk Hogan, uh, Scott Steiner, Steve Austin, Dusty Rhodes. Damn, that, that, that sucks. That really, really sucks. But uh, what's happened to Mike P? Sucks here. You got the message. Uh -huh. Thought up here, yes. Superstar Billy Graham died. Huge influence on the list. Huge being an understatement. Well, right now, huge is the only word I can think of because even I'm in shock. And like I said, as I'm like announcing this to you guys, I started watering up really hard because I like Billy Graham. You know, and it's um. Massive, no, I'd say gargantuous. It's uh, for someone like me, I'd say nuclear because it's it's uh, it's hard. And yes, he's the man of the power. The man, my bad, the man of the hour, the man with power, too sweet to be sour. The original 22 inch python superstar Billy Grant, and uh. And that's the thing. Even some of the Mike Thunder, you know, slang and phrases that's used is based off of like Billy Graham and Scott Steiner and all that. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't have to wonder. You just call on Mike Thunder because this body isn't for show and it can go because this man right here is a grower, not a shower. Because I don't carry a BBC. I carry the MBC, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And he, had, he had heart issues and, and having diabetes. And so much stuff going on. Like, it's, it's crazy. Crazy. Man. Dang, that really hit hard just then. That fucking really hit hard. Uh, Yeah. And then the crazy part is, as mentioned by Jersey Devil, the first long-term heel champion in WWE history. And it, to me, probably the only long-term heel champion that didn't have a faction provided. Because if you notice, in terms of world champions in general, within the past 30 years, any pro wrestler who held a world championship a long time that was a heel, 
they were also in a faction. Think about it. You had Ric Flair with the Four Horsemen. You had Yokozuna, who had, you know, his stable with Mr. Fuji and Camp Cornette and all that. And then, of course, you had, you know, Triple H with Evolution. I wouldn't say it's DX run. And then you had JBL with the cabinet. And then you had like Shinsuke Nakamura when he had uh, Chaos. Shane Douglas when he was with the Triple Threat and was world champion. Like all of these long term heels are based off of, you know, being part of factions. You've never seen a long term heel champion alone. Jacob Fatu, the MLW World Heavyweight Champion, longest heel champion. He had Contra. So, you know, that makes sense. Buddy Rogers. Yeah, Buddy Rogers. He was a long world champion. But I'm talking about the last 30 years. 35 years. Let's go with that. Last 35 years. No, I didn't want to go all the way back there. Yeah. It was a heel before Graham, yeah. And world's strongest man competitor. Yeah, but still, though, you know, those most of those wrestlers that I sounded off on that were long-term heel champions, they were also in factions. You know, so Rogers pretty much set the standard. I'm trying to think of other long-term heel champions now. Wasn't really a lot. Because I'm also thinking Japan too. Huh. Because I know sometimes in Japan, whenever a heel turns champion, because, you know, depending on who it is, he ends up turning babyface like right after his reign. Like I've seen it with guys like Shingo Takagi, Kazuchiko Okada, Keno in Pro Wrestling Noah. Um, guys like them, as soon as it like happens, they just turn a baby face. Roosh. Roosh was basically, you know, baby face his first run and then uh, heel in his second run. So, yeah, it's just it's interesting. Let's see. Mike, seriously, thank you for paying tribute. Never shows don't even know the history. Newer shows don't even know the history. Exactly. That's the difference between me and other shows. Yeah, we shoot the shit. Yeah, we say some wild shit. We really do. But at the same time, don't get it twisted. We know our shit in certain aspects of pro wrestling. We're definitely not God statuses like Jim Cornette. But he pretty much paved the way for what I like to call pro wrestling nerdum. Or pro or pro wrestling nerd historian, whatever. But yeah, it's just so much info and facts. And usually, once I you know channel that riddle, yeah, I, I pretty much start splatting away when it comes to pro wrestling with different facts and comparisons. Like, you know, like if I didn't know about Japanese wrestling legends, like, oh gosh. Joshu was one that started out as a heel wrestling in general once they found out he was Korean born. I'll tell you what. Speaking of which, you know, 
sometimes you kind of feel it watching like earlier stages of guys like Koji Kanimoto and Riki Choshu and Dynamite Kansai and uh, Zeus from Osaka Pro. Those are people that are like Zanichi Koreans that really dealt with a bad hand. Tatsuhito Takawa, like he's another one. Like you can tell that they were treated a lot rougher in terms of how they were trained, especially Koji Kanimoto. Like you watch a young Koji Kanimoto match, he literally kicks hatred into his opponents, like literally with zero fucks. But yeah, I, I know what you mean, uh, Liam Savage. Can't remember the length of the reign here, but Mike Austin was the only heel champion. That's true. However, does it really count for Awesome? Because Awesome, the first half of his reign, started out as a babyface. The second half, he changed into a heel. But any champion who is being challenged by Spike Dudley, whether babyface or heel, fans are going to boo you because they love Spike Dudley. Now, Awesome's second reign as ECW champion, he was a heel, but it wasn't that long. It wasn't that long. All the reason I wouldn't count Mike Awesome because it was halfway he turned heel. So what, we're going to claim the whole reign is heel based off of that? Nah. Nah. So, Mike, I need to come by your place for a weekend and we can watch the Japanese stuff. I don't know much about or haven't researched enough. All Jim, all Japan is my bread and butter, but want to know more. Dude, I got so much Toriumon, Dragon Gate, Zero One Max, Pro Wrestling Noah, New Japan, All Japan. I think I got a Wrestle One show. Um, I got Dragon Door, which was a short lived promotion that Ultimo was running with a T2P member, Noriaki Kawabata. And then they turned it into El Dorado. I got that. I got Kai and Tai Dojo when Taka was running it. I got DDT. I got the Indie Summits, which those are amazing to watch because those are like dream matches on the Indie circuit. Um, I don't know. So I'm trying to think of what else I got. I got um, it's the New Japan Sky Classics version of the WCW New Japan Super Show Starcade at the Egg Dome. I got that also, uh, but also some extra matches in between of the house shows leading up to that show. I'm trying to figure out what else I got off the top of my head, too. I got Joshi Promotions, too. I got Oz Academy, JWP, Guy in Japan, because they reminded me of WCW in a good way. Uh, what else? I got Neo Japan. I got... I think I got one of Zenjo Women's. I think. I know I got one of JWP, but that's because it was uh, a two out of three falls with Toshie Uematsu and Ron Yu Yu, which I ain't gonna lie. I used to have a bad crush on uh, Toshie Uematsu. And looking at her now, she's almost 50, and she is still fucking hot. Like, still hot. She, at almost 50, looked better than the current brand of women that are like 25 to 30. 
No, the only thing Osaka Pro I got is the 2004 J Cup that Mar Fuji won, but it showcased a lot of Osaka Pro talent. You know, guys like Zeus and Black Buffalo and Billy Can Kid and Tiger's Mask. And uh, I wasn't watching Osaka Pro much when I saw guys like Daisuke Harada and you know at Sushi Kotoge before they went over to. Noah, which I ain't gonna lie, when Harada went to Noah, turn healed and joined No Mercy, that's when I started liking him. And then when he was running the Rattels faction with the other junior heavyweights that went from, I know Tadasuke came from Osaka Pro, Yohei and uh, Hayata came from Dove Pro, which Dove Pro is a very interesting promotion which is always run in nightclubs and they also do like beatbox battle and rap battles in between the show. Like guys like Brother Yash who would be there, Tita He, Noki Tanazaki, who originally of Torimon and Dragon Gate fame, he wrestles there and he has his own vaping stand because he's in the vaping business. I'm like, good God, man. That's one thing about Japanese wrestlers not only are they doing their job, but they're also learning a trade on the side. And that's very innovative. Like some of them have restaurants, you know. Like even Arzen, I don't have any Arzen. Um, because I ain't gonna lie, Arzen really didn't interest me. Like the only person on the roster that caught my attention in Arzen was Michiko Omukai. But that was because I also thought she was super fucking hot. But she was also stiff as hell, too. A lady egoist. And now I think she's like a stay-at-home mom. But yeah, it was an interesting. Mariko Yoshida was pretty good, too. But I was mostly pro-Gaia Japan and Oz Academy because they literally reminded me of WCW like booking and storylines and all that. Michinoku Pro Wing FMW. I got a Michinoku Pro one, and it was the one where uh, Keno came back from Okinawa and challenged Hayata Jr. Fujita for the uh, Tohoku Jr. Heavyweight title. I have that somewhere, but I didn't label it, so it might be here, might not be here. <laughs> But uh, a lot of the Wing and FMW shows are on YouTube. So that's usually where I watch those as well, too. You know. Let's see what others. The real hero I is do have, like. See, and I used to get mine from Jeff Lynch. Still want to see the match for the world's worst wrestlers. Ice Ribbon, I really couldn't get into because I remember watching Ice Ribbon when it first started. And it's basically like, yeah, you got pretty much kids and models who couldn't hack it in, you know, the other promotions. But I think it got a little bit serious once people like, you know, Rio and the Shirai sisters when they were there visiting. Because uh, originally it was just 
kids and teenagers wrestling. I mean, it turned Makoto into a star because originally she was just an ugly, scaredy cat chick, you know? But, yeah, Ice Room is, I don't know, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. And the audience that they used to have in the little Ice Ribbon Arena was like nothing but older dudes. Like, y'all don't find that weird? I do. And their original titles before the belts they had now were originally made by, you know, the kids that were working in the promotion. Also, we should talk offline about what you can do to help that. Oh, hell yeah, I'm down. I'm definitely down for that. I'll go have on the subscriptions, but anywho. Um, yeah. That, that was like my interesting plethora of Japanese wrestling, but I mean, I go through phases where I'm really into like locked into one promotion. Like younger Mike, college Mike, I was into Toriumon Dragon Gate. Like I was the biggest Shingo Takagi fan before he became like super, super over in New Japan. Like, I remembered watching him in 2003 debuting, and he was, like, scrawny looking. And then he ended up, you know, going to America and wrestled for, like, Ring of Honor and Full Impact Room because he was staying with Funaki. Him and Takashi Yoshida, who now wrestles at CyberCon. But, uh, yeah. That was uh, that was interesting. That was an interesting time because I was a big fan of like Shima and Crazy Max, and then I went through a phase where I was liking Noah because I like Naomichi Marufuji and the crazy shit he was doing and how he looked like a walking Gundam costume. And I was into that. I mean, I'm always gonna be in the New Japan no matter what. Uh, that's what I grew up on. All Japan, I like old school All Japan. But I really got into All Japan when Muto was running it. Then after Muto left, I wasn't into it no more. Like, Muto took all the aces with them. I hate to say it. And even though All Japan's interesting to watch now, it still haven't recovered. Because now they got, like, the open-door policy with wrestlers. I mean, you got a freelancer from Dragon Gate that's your junior heavyweight champion. Which I feel like I feel like a lot of Dragon Gate wrestlers have been holding all Japan's junior heavyweight title. You know, right now it's currently held by Naruki Doi. Before then, it was like Susumu Yokusuka. And then before that, it was Shima. And before that, it was Ultimo Dragon, his own damn self. And now they got the working agreement with um, Belit as well and Noah. So it feels like all Japan's starting to uh, get that hype again, you know. I mean, look, I liked it with Muto, but don't get it twisted. During the time frame that I should have been more into All Japan, I was pro-New Japan growing up uh, because of the presentation that they showed in America of guys from New Japan that came over. I wasn't into watching it. It wasn't until like, later on, that's when I was starting to get into All Japan as well, too, because I loved watching Stan Hansen. Definitely big fan of Stan Hansen. 
you know, the big old Texan gimmick and then Dr. Deb Steve Williams and the crazy shit he was doing. Be like, turn it up. I like it loud. You know, and then of course, obviously, huge mark for Tayo King or Manuel Kea Mossman when uh, he first arrived and pretty much was crushing the junior heavyweight scene to where he just decided to go heavyweight. You know what I'm saying? Let's see, New Japan was always second rate to me. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, don't get me wrong. I did like that storyline with Kawada and Sasaki too. You know, to where it caused Kensuke to like drop the belt and do like a one night tournament on uh, the Tokyo Dome show. Mind you. But it's just like, you know, some people preferring, you know, other promotions over Zenjo at the time. You know, some people prefer Nail. Some people prefer a guy in Japan. Some people prefer an origin. You know? Some people preferred A to Z. But then it sucked because A to Z, which later on became JD Star, like literally they had to shut their doors after the Emmy Tonyo incident, which that had to suck because you were going to turn your ace who turned it down just so she could do porn. You know what I'm saying? Like, this shit was crazy watching that. I actually watched the porno too. Emmy Toyo's like, I think it was one that was literally called Bad Toyo. I was like, holy shit. And then it was literally her taking like a, a huge gangbang from a bunch of guys, which for some women that's empowering. For me, I couldn't do it. Okay. I, I couldn't go on a woman after another guy nutted up in it. Like, no, I couldn't. Like, you need to go take a shower, wash. And I might think about it. So for some, it's empowering for me on a hygienic scale. No, not for me. Not for me. Mm -mm. Couldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? I know you could. But, yeah. Uh -uh. But because of that scandal and the fact that she did a gangbang in a ring in Shinkiba, yeah, she got blackballed. And it caused promotions like JD Star and A to Z to close down because she worked for those promotions as well. So that sucked. Now, if you think about it, Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling is basically like an updated version of what JD Star was. Because some of the women on there, some of them are models or used to be models. Grab your models. That pretty much does like the lingerie videos, and they're like, Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking funny. Like, literally, she got blacklisted deep for that shit. My favorite, in terms of, like, the women's wrestlers that done Gravier, Gravier, whatever. Uh, I like the uh, Nakano one. Oh, 
who else? Um, Michiko Omukai had a real hot one. I said, I got that on DVD too. Uh, Rumi Kazaz Kazama got a good one. Who else? Who else have I seen? Takako and No Way. Man, <laughs> that one, yeah, oh yeah, that's what I said, kind of, but nah, that, uh, uh, <laughs> that's a Kako and No Way one, that one was super hot, that's, that's, that's all I can say about that, and I think I still got that DVD as well. Who knows? I might I might watch it tonight. Maybe. Maybe. Just saying. Yeah. First off, I still refer to her as Kana more than Oscar. Like she's gonna always be Kana to me. Shit, I remember watching her when she was Originally part of JD Star. Yeah, didn't know that, did you? She was originally part of JD Star. And then she went freelance, but mostly her home base was Neo. And then she was a part of uh, the Passion Red stable with Natsuki Tayo and Nanae Takahashi. And she pretty much stayed with them, won the tag titles at Neo with uh, Natsuki. And then afterwards, after she left Neo, pretty much went singles, changed her style because before she used to wear the traditional boots and started using kick pads. But then once she started going more freelance and she cut her long hair to where it's like the style that we recognize today, uh, that's when she started wrestling from other promotions like JWP, Oz Academy, Sometimes Kai and Tai Dojo to feud with Yu Yamagata. Uh, there was one, another one that was uh, Ibuki, which was produced by Mariko Yoshida, which was more of a shoot fight style, serious style type of wrestling. Um, yeah, she was everywhere. And then she started the Triple Tails faction with the Shirai sisters, because at that time they were freelance too. They didn't really have much of a home base either after uh, Maki had folded, which was run by former DDT wrestler Tomohiko Hashimoto, whose gimmick is basically a ripoff of Kevin Owens. But yeah, his moveset is not even a tenth of what uh, Owens does. Like, yeah, he's more like a Wish.com Kevin Owens. But before that, she, he was more trying to copy being an Asian big Van Vader with the wrestling style. That shit was wild. Yeah, exactly. I'm not at all. Hey, Jersey Devil said it, not me. But I'm just saying, like, I'm just spitting out all this wrestling info that a lot of y'all probably don't know. Some of y'all don't care. And others, you just want to hear me talk because of my elegant, raspy voice. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, that's that's uh you know an interesting fact. Yeah, I bet you didn't know all that, did you? 
the whole timeline of Kanako Urai went from employee at Microsoft Xbox 360 to being one of the aces of WWE. And she used to wear the Xbox 360 logo as a sponsorship on her tights just to, for more sales of the Xbox 360. Because they noticed that increase of sales in Japan were from pro wrestling fans of the show. And one of her finishers was Billy Kim Kid, where basically it was like a sliding hip attack, which I was down for that too. That was what's up. Especially that feud that she had with Hikaru Shida. Because at one point, Hikaru Shida was doing like the booty gimmick because her butt was like getting bigger at one point. So she was doing the character where she was like showing off her booty a lot. And there was like a butt battle, a butt butt battle between her and Kana in one match. And yeah, that was hot. That was hot. Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. Shit was all point. It was straight fire. It really was. Fortunately, I can't find that match, but I do remember seeing it on Daily Motion. But I forgot what promotion. Could have been a Triple Tails produce. Wasn't sure. And it's so crazy because a lot of people are slowly forgetting that Io Shirai used to have a sister that would wrestle with her in the tag team. But she was probably, what, a few years older? But she looked a lot older. But uh, last I te- checked, after she retired, got married to 2AW, uh, formerly Kain Tai Dojo's, uh, Tank Nagai, they got a kid together. I think now she's a referee, a freelance referee for various women promotions. So, yeah, you learned something new right there, y'all. Learn something new. And I'm just waiting for Liam Savage to talk more shit as usual. Because it wouldn't be Liam Savage if Liam Savage wasn't talking shit. But I do appreciate it because it keeps our viewers engaged. Like another show we know. Yeah. They can bring on the interviews and they can have the better quality, but... The one thing that they don't have is a die-hard fan base. Poof. Had to shoot from my gun. You know what I'm saying? So, for this, I would like to say, in the most sweetest way possible, I'm hunting wabbits. <laughs> What's up, Doc? You got a tight little man pussy on you, don't you? It stinks. Nice and good. Ow! You're hurting me! This little rabbit's hopping down the old bunny trail. Looking like a double-wide surprise. God damn. I know that was kind of fucked up, wasn't it? I mean, literally, I just ruined Bugs Bunny for y'all. Oops. <laughs> my bad, y'all. To quote Kermit the Frog, my bad, Shawty. 
But yeah, I'd love to do a future watch-along episode with you, Liam. Unfortunately, StreamYard would only allow up to 10 minutes (laughs) to uh, post, which sucks. Because that would have been perfect if they would like expanded the time, you know. He said that was messed up. <laughs> Look, it could have been worse. I could have played the Chester Cheeto one. It'd be like, if you're looking for a snack, then Chester Cheetah's got your back. I'm also put your hand in the pig trough and get you a handful. Come on, baby. Come on, put your hand in there. Yeah. Duck season, rabbit season. Duck season, rabbit season. Yeah. We're also a couple of weeks away from uh, June's promotion. The MWO Bash at the Beach. We already got three spots filled um, for upcoming episodes with local artists, rappers, musicians. If you know anyone who wants to get out there and get their chance, yeah, I would love to have you guys on the show. Also, a couple of episodes we'll be doing during that month. Hopefully, Liam is free. Um, I want to do like a uh, episode where we play a few songs and kind of like do a real like Beavis and Butthead version of it. If you're down for it, Mr. Liam Savage, if you're out there listening, because I know you hear me talking. <laughs> yeah, it's from me, Kenya. It's most of it. Yeah. But that's what make Me Canyon awesome. Well, you don't think Me Canyon's awesome, huh? Make Me Canyon great again. Speaking of making it great again, I also want to give a little shout out. Support Mike Thunder's MAGA campaign. MWO's making Asian goddesses great anywhere in 2024. Vote now. And y'all probably looking at me like, what the hell was that? You feeling cheesy? It is, but it's your childhood. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> right on the magic school bus. A beep beep beep. Yeah. Well, anywho, I'm going to go ahead and conclude tonight's episode. If you're on my Instagram at Mike World Order, I'm going to do a live post show. More than happy to join in. That being said, this concludes Wednesday night's MWO. Tomorrow night, we'll be doing Thirsty Thunder Thursday. Not sure what the random five I want to do yet. But I'll let you guys know. Good night, everyone. And I'll see you next time on Mike World of Word.